What are you looking forward to in 2021? I'm looking for not talking about the COVID-19 virus. Agreed. I'm looking for not fearing COVID-19. I'm looking for seeing my granddaughters and Sarah and Scott in the flesh. I'm looking for us being together as a family again, all of us. This is Swarfcast. I'm Noah Graff, here with my favorite co-host, Lloyd Graff. Now, I know what you're asking right now. Where's that awesome intro song? Well, I didn't feel like using it today, because on today's show, we're looking back on the year 2020. Obviously, it was a tough year for the majority of people around the world. Loved ones were taken away, and many businesses couldn't stay afloat. There were a lot of things that sucked but there were a few pleasant surprises along the way as well. People adapted, they embraced limitations, and even found new opportunities for success. So don't worry, this episode will get a lot more fun soon. I am very honored to be with my dad, co-host, business partner, Lloyd Graff. Today on the podcast, we are going to be talking about 2020. It's been an interesting year, to say the least. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you for inviting me. Yeah. And I wish my vision was 2020. Now, it's it's all relative, right? Well, certainly you're a relative. Yeah, maybe Bill should edit that joke out. We'll see. So, 2020... Interesting year. What's one of the first things that comes to mind when you think of 2020? Fear of getting sick. Fear of getting sick. Is that what occupies your thoughts the most or would you say maybe 50%? Uh, No, I would say I'm not preoccupied with it, but it certainly is in my mind every day that uh, I have to take precautions that I can't do all of the things that I would like to do. Yeah. One of the things that I can't wait for when all this is over is that we can just talk about other things besides COVID-19. It's like when I go to New York and all they can talk about is how expensive the prices of real estate are. The problem isn't how expensive it is. It's the problem is they're just talking about it and just get tired of it. The interesting thing is that the price of real estate is going to go down in New York. That is true, which, you know, brings us to some trends we're seeing in 2020. What are a few of the things that you've found noteworthy in 2020 in the business world? Well, I think that the signal that Elon Musk is giving with Tesla, with his stock having quadrupled this past year, yet he has moved himself to Austin, Texas, and he's building a new plant in Austin, Texas, is very symbolic of the fact that business is constantly fluid and things that you think are set in stone really are not in business. We've seen trends over the past five years and 10 years, and you think this trend is going to continue forever. It may not. Mm -hmm. It may not. I mean, is the fact that Tesla stock quadrupled this year 
Does this mean that the internal combustion engine car is uh, absolutely doomed in the next 10 years, which would affect our business significantly and would affect uh, the business of a lot of the people that we deal with? I don't think that is true, personally. Mm -hmm. I think that the quote-unquote existential threat of climate change is totally overemphasized in the media. And if you would listen to the media, you would think that everybody's buying electric as far as cars are concerned. The fact is they are not. The fact is electric cars are not popular generally. People are buying big SUVs. SUVs are more popular than ever. Okay. Uh, so if you're thinking about what's the trend of 2020, the trend of 2020 has been bigger is better in both cars and homes. Okay. What about in the machinery market? I wouldn't say bigger is better in that necessarily. It seems like the multi-spindle market for the high volume stuff has been down at least for used? No question. It's way down. It's way down. And the CNC multi is too expensive uh, for virtually everybody, anybody or everybody to buy. Let's talk about the PPE money. What, what was our experience with Graph Pinker with the PPE? The PPE money was desperately needed in April and May when it came through. This, I have to say, was a governmental program that was generally successful, despite the fact that fraudsters took advantage of it. Mm -hmm. In the real world of uh, small and medium-sized business, the PPE was absolutely essential when business fell apart in April. And had there not been the PPE money, there would have been a, a tremendous dislocation of the American supply chain and small businesses would have been decimated. What we have had is, you know, the restaurants, the, the mom and pop restaurants and the cleaners. Most of them couldn't get the PPE. That was a problem for medium sized businesses that knew how to use the system, who had bankers that were helpful, uh, the PPE money was reasonably easy to get, and the program worked surprisingly well. Of course, there's a controversy now about whether PPE money should be taxed, which is still being wrangled about in Congress, mm -hmm. and that will affect the bottom line for a lot of people, including Graf Pinker. But on the whole, the PPE was a successful program, and it'll be interesting to see if there's some recreation of it now, if there is a new stimulus bill coming out of Washington for the end of the year. One thing I noticed back to the machinery business was that Swiss is hot. If you have a citizen machine right now, even one in the early 2000s, it is a sought after machine. I mean, I think it's medical, but it's, it's other things too. For Graf Pinkert, it was a difficult year. It was a lot of, uh, we were treading water quite a bit of the time, but 
some of these people, they go, yeah, it's been our best year. We need more machines. And they go, damn, we must be in the wrong business. Do you ever feel that way? The business has had its strong spots and its weak spots like every year. I mean, if you're in the oil business, it's been a disaster. If you're in the firearms business, it's been the best year of any year you've ever had. If you're in the medical business, it's uh, been a great year if you're in the right area. And it's been a mediocre year if you're in an area of voluntary surgery. Hmm. Many surgeries were postponed because the hospitals are preoccupied with COVID patients. Well, COVID patients do not require many of the things that are made on Swiss-type screw machines. Like bone screws or... Right. I don't know. It seems like every single medical manufacturer we talked to was having a great year. Not true. Not true. Some have been, some have not been. If you were making uh, dental implants, you did not have a good year. Mm. I don't know. For several months, the dentist didn't do any business. That's true. But don't you think some people shifted work? They had a bunch of Swiss machines doing one type of medical work and they shifted to something else or they got they got respirator work. Well, yes, people did switch, say, from automotive parts to respirator parts, but that was short lived. The Mm -hmm. respirator boom, as it turned out, was misplaced. Uh, We didn't need nearly as many respirators as uh, we thought we would need because it turned out that respirators weren't that helpful. That is true. Uh, So we made uh, so General Motors switched over an empty Kokomo plant to making respirators. uh, And they did it beautifully uh, with the help of a lot of our customers. But that was very short lived. You're talking about two, three months and it was over. Yeah. So the business became very much a niche business this year. And the niches that were hot were very hot. And if you happen to make aerospace parts, uh, you had a crappy year. Yeah. Well, that's true. Obviously, if, if you're Boeing is your customer. But I mean, if the government, if you have a government contract, that stays OK no matter what. Right. Yeah, I think that's true. The government contracts held up. You know, what we've seen under Trump has been a buildup, a rebuilding of the military over the last several years. And uh, after under the Obama administration, it had been uh, really uh, left uh, to uh, wither. But, you know, Boeing with the uh, 737 MAX sideline for two years and lack of demand since COVID by their biggest customers, the airlines. This has meant very, very lean years mm-hmm. for many clients who are doing aircraft work. You know, at, at Graf Pinkert, it seems like despite how hot Swiss is, we are taking a bit of a contrarian path right now because you have to, you know, find what opportunities you can and Believe it or not, we've just bought a, a bunch of Acmes. A bunch. Of, what did we buy? Uh, one and five eighths, an inch and a quarter, eight spindle Acmes. And you think that there's still, um, you know, there's still opportunity out there with those machines? Well, 
If you take a, a contrarian view, it should be a good year for automotive and plumbing. I mean, some of our automotive customers say that they're going to have a great year. Yeah, uh, because uh, they're making parts for SUVs that are selling like crazy. It's very difficult to find a big SUV in stock right now. People are buying SUVs because uh, they want to use them to travel and uh, they want to take a family and they don't want to fly. What is something that you learned on the business front? Something that either surprised you this year or you just didn't know about a specific kind of machine? Something that expanded your mind? Well, one of the most interesting things is that people who own stocks tended to do extremely well this year in the midst of a pandemic. So, I mean, this really is counter to what people expected when Mm -hmm. stocks plunged as uh, COVID took over the world. Uh, But to my shock and to many people's shock, stocks quickly rebounded. And now all the major indexes are at all-time highs. And not just that, profits for major companies are generally expected to be near all-time highs. Hmm. Interesting. Now, that doesn't necessarily, that does not include the oil companies who have suffered greatly. And um, personally, what was something noteworthy this year? Something good? Well, I think uh, the ability to communicate via Zoom has been stunning. And although we haven't seen uh, my daughter, Sarah, in a year. You haven't seen her in a year. Well, actually, I saw her in January. I haven't seen her since then, physically. And uh, as far as the children, it's been close to a year for our grandchildren and then her husband. Yet, I feel like we have stayed close to them because we've had so many Zoom communications. And the Zoom technology was one that had been available yet nobody used it. Well, I'll say um, for me, and this is slightly related to Zoom, Stephanie, my wife and I, we did a little remodeling in our living room, probably like a lot of people because you're spending more time at home. And to do that, we needed to move out. Unfortunately, uh, you know, it seemed like a decent time in the pandemic. And we moved in with my parents for one month. And Zoom enabled Stephanie. Stephanie has been working at home for the last, I don't know, just a gazillion months. So she was able to work at home with my parents at home. And we joked that they had like a WeWork going on. I still had to go to the office, got to go to the office. I mean, that was nice too, to get out of the house. Though I sort of was a little jealous of their whole working environment. But this was a case of making something good out of, you know, obviously a horrible horrible year. But the fact that she could work from home and that we could stay with them, we would never have been able to do that. That was one of the coolest things. And from uh, an economic standpoint, 
people have rediscovered their homes and rediscovered the value of space. And so many people that we know have had children return to stay with their parents. Many children who had gone to New York City uh, because they thought this was going to be the land of opportunity left New York and have moved in with their parents or have moved close by. For many, the idea of going back to New York is not an appealing one. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and we're seeing this out in the Bay Area. California has become such an intolerable business environment and real estate has become so expensive in New York and in California uh, or in the Bay Area that people do not like the quality of life anymore in California. And they're looking for space. They're looking for physical space to live in. And with COVID, they're looking for physical space to work in because the need to go in to offices has been reduced significantly. So you're seeing people move to Utah uh, from California, you're seeing them move to Phoenix. The home markets in Salt Lake City and all over Utah are booming. In Boise, you can't find a home in Boise. In Phoenix, the market is red hot. Hmm. And this is being fueled mostly by people moving out of California. And New York, uh, rents are actually going down. And we haven't seen that in a long, long time in New York City. And what's going to happen to these office buildings and to these malls that are now empty, more or less, is going to be one of the more interesting things. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if you can't work there and you can't go out and have fun, then what's the point? An FYI to our thousands of listeners out there. We're always looking for new show sponsors, new ideas for episodes, and feedback. Obviously, positive feedback is nice, but if you have some constructive criticism, it's also really good. Feel free to send emails to the contact info on todaysmachiningworld.com. If they're interesting, maybe I'll read some on the air. So what are you looking forward to in 2021 now? What am I looking forward to in 2021? Well, I'm looking forward to more podcasts, growing the podcast. What do you like about doing the podcast so much? I like meeting lots of interesting people. I like learning things. I like broadcasting what I've learned to people. I think that that gives me some purpose to feel like I'm reaching out and showing people something, teaching people something, creating a community. I mean, me personally, I, I don't consider me teaching them anything, but I think I'm asking good questions that as the real experts teaching other people things. I think the podcasts are bringing in a new audience. They're bringing in a younger audience. Uh, maybe. Let's hope so. I I think, you know, I, I, I observe calling around for the machinery business. And I feel like there are a lot of young people going into manufacturing, people in their 20s, 30s, 40s. 40s is still young now, right? I mean, I'm 40. 
Do you think that this uh, idea that people have that nobody wants to go to uh, go into manufacturing, all the uh, good people are retiring. You think this is a, a fallacy, and uh, do you think that uh, it's becoming attractive again for people to work as operators? Let's say for you make it more general for people to go into the field of manufacturing of making things. I don't know. That's hard to say. I, I mean, I, I think it seems like there. Are, you know, I meet a lot of young people, but I'm meeting people that are either have their own company or they're engineers. They're you know sort of higher ups as far as people wanting to become machinists, operators. You know, somewhere more entry level stuff. I don't know. Uh, that would be an interesting thing to to ask our audience. Why don't black people go into manufacturing? You're certainly seeing lots of Hispanics go into manufacturing, but you see hardly any black kids go into manufacturing. You ask a very good question. That sounds like a future podcast or blog. Why do you think? I, I mean, I, I think it's just kind of a, you emulate what you see others in your community doing. You emulate what your parents are doing. And if you don't see other people around you doing it, then you don't think it's the thing to do. You pick some other career path. What are you looking forward to in 2021? I'm, I'm looking for not talking about the COVID-19 virus. Agreed. I'm looking for not fearing COVID-19. Uh, I'm looking for seeing uh, my granddaughters uh, and Sarah and Scott in the flesh. I'm looking for us being together as a family again, all of us. And I'm hoping that we will all be healthy this year. And certainly nothing is a given. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, I'm looking forward to that as well. I, you know, I, I have to say sometimes limitations can be kind of cool. You know, I, I see with my brother, Ari, he, you know, it's not atypical on a Friday or a Saturday night on a weekend to come over and just, we'll just have dinner and watch a movie. Maybe if it wasn't, if it was a different year, he'd be out doing his own thing. We'd be out doing our own thing. Sure. Maybe we would get all together somewhere, but I think some of the simple things I've gotten to really like. Hopefully we'll do that again more. We just won't have to uh, eat at separate tables while we're having dinner. I don't know. I'm just every day I try to try to get as much out of my day as possible, out of life as possible. Look at the little things, write them down. I keep a journal every day. Just write down what happened that day. So. Hopefully the days don't all just blur away, just disappear. And you go, what the hell was I doing the whole last month? I really love that uh, to see that in you, Noah, because you are more conscious of squeezing the maximum from every day and finding interesting things where other people would find blah. I really, really respect that in you. And thank you. I find it inspiring, to be honest with you. Well, thank you. I'm now I'm on my uh, my new little thing every day. I'm trying to write at least one new thing I learned that day, 
before I go to sleep. It could be as mundane as like learning about a Star Wars character or, you know, yesterday I wrote down that I, I learned about what an air fryer was. I didn't know. I thought an air fryer actually fried things and it wasn't healthy, but it turns out it, it is healthy and it doesn't actually fry anything. Did you know that? Of course I do, because I watch Emerald. Emerald is on still? <laughs> Emerald uh, is doing uh, advertorials for air fryers. Ah, all right. I occasionally uh, see one of his shows for about 30 seconds and then... All right, all right. Before we wrap this up, name one to three of your favorite shows you binge watched in 2020 the favorite my favorite show that i've seen this year is outlander awesome fantastic fantastic production five seasons uh about 50 shows i watched them all this year and i'm just hoping for a season six coming up in 2021 which they're supposed to be uh, if they can make it and uh, I, I think that that was just a brilliant series. I agree. I can't wait to see it again. We recently saw The Right Stuff. I thought that was brilliant. Did it make you want to see the movie again? I, I highly recommend the movie. Very different. I would like to see it again. Uh, but uh, the movie was quite different than uh, the series. And the series focused more on personal relationships and the stresses mm -hmm. involved and uh, had a different feel to it. But I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, I agree. Tehran was very good. Tehran is for people who don't know. And, and that was extra fun because we were we were staying with you guys when we were watching it. It's about an Israeli Mossad agent who's on assignment in Tehran it is intense and she's quite beautiful as well. How about you? Well, Tehran is, is kind of fresh in my mind. I really liked uh, also on Apple plus, I really liked Ted Lasso. We would sometimes watch this after Tehran because you watch Tehran and you're just like, like I just, I just need something to calm down. And it is just a hilarious, feel-good show about um, a college football coach who is hired to go to England to coach a Premier League soccer team. That was a, a great series, just something to make you feel good. God, I've gotten into quite a few, and I'm just, now my mind is blank. You'd like the Queen's Gambit? Yeah, The Queen's Gambit. That was awesome on Netflix. And now we've been watching The Mandalorian, the Star Wars, sort of a Star Wars Western type thing. And there's uh, the baby Yoda, which Stephanie, who doesn't really know that much about Star Wars, she can share it with me just because the baby Yoda is enough for her that she'll follow along. Well, thank you, Noda. Noda? Maybe you should do that one over again. Thank you. <laughs> How about I'll start and then you go. Thank you, Dad. Getting to spend time with you this year has made it. It's one of been, been one of the bright spots. So thank you. Well, I can say the same. Uh, it's a privilege to be able to work with you and spend so much time with you. You're generally an upper 
you push me, you make me better, and it is a joy to work with you most of the time. <laughs> Likewise, most of the time. We will see you in 2021. From today's machining world, this is Swarfcast. If you like this podcast, please subscribe to the show on your favorite app and give us a five-star rating and review. And don't forget to tell your friends. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and todaysmachiningworld.com to join our mailing list, read episode summaries, and watch videos of extended interviews. I'm Noah Graff. My occasional co-host is Lloyd Graff. Our managing editor is Ridgely Dunn. Our audio engineer is William Steffi. For information on advertising or to submit an idea for a future podcast, follow the contact information at todaysmachiningworld.com. 